What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Wednesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S, FantasyBB over on Twitter. We got daily content coming out over there, both with these podcasts and different articles we have. Some of it comes out weekly. We have a lot of content, though, at Ethos Fantasy BB that you guys need to be checking out. If you're not somebody who uses Twitter, you can go find all that same stuff over at sportsethos.com. And we have a ton of cool stuff going on there as well. We recently just launched our draft guide for the NFL. I should say recently. It was early this morning or late last night when we actually launched it. So that's definitely something to be taking a look at. They have player profiles. They have rankings. They have so much NFL content, and it's just going to keep coming So make sure you guys are checking that out with the NFL season and the fantasy football season just around the corner at this point. Uh, Go to sportsethos.com and see it for yourself. We're going to be talking about a little bit of news here, as we usually do. We're going to talk about some things that have happened today as well, because there was a lot of day games. we got some things to go over from the day slate, but we're also going to start off uh, with a couple of bits of news and notes. So the number one thing I want to talk about here, and it's not because... This is the most important thing or whatever. It's just the way that I drop the sheet. Sometimes when I drop a show sheet, I'll go from most important to least important. Sometimes it'll be grouped into sections of different things I want to talk about. You know, it'll be, um, you know, recap and then it'll be injuries, whatever. So today is not really, this isn't the most important news, but something that is kind of interesting is Harrison Bader is back from the injured list. They activated him yesterday. I like Harrison Bader. And I know Tyler here at Sports Ethos, you guys might know him better as Backpick Fantasy over on Twitter. He's a huge Harrison Bader guy, and there's a lot to like there. If he's getting regular everyday playing time in the Yankees lineup, he is that dual threat of power and speed. He's got six home runs and seven stolen bases through 93 at-bats this year. It's a very impressive total. Even if you just look back over the last 28 at-bats, two homers and four steals. Like, there is fantasy juice there. I just wonder if it's going to be that consistent because over the time we saw him with St. Louis, I don't know, he didn't get a ton of playing time and he did deal with injuries and stuff, but he was kind of underwhelming, I think. I don't know, just not a high batting average, not playing all that much. He hasn't really had a full fantasy season, full season in general since 2018. Uh, He played 138 games the year after, is 128. Since then we saw 50 in the shortened season, which is, I suppose, a generally a full season. It was only 60 games. And then 103 games in 21. And then last year in 2022, it was only 86. So health has always been an issue. When he's out there, he's going to steal your bases. I'm not sure the power is as legit as we might want to think it is. But I, I do think that he is somebody you can speculate on as an ad at this point. He's 43% rostered in Yahoo League. So you're still able to find him most of the time. I think that there is some interest there if he is able to play every single day and stay healthy. I'm not sure if I'd be adding him in the most shallow leagues. I'm not sure if he's a 10-team guy, you know, 10 teams, three outfielders. Is he a top 30 outfielder? I have my doubts about that, but I do think that you can speculate on him, and he's not the worst pickup in the world considering, you know, the the, the decent skill set that he has for fantasy, and it could potentially be very good. If he stays healthy and plays every single day in what is a pretty all right lineup, I mean, the Yankees... I don't know how to feel about them in general. I feel like Aaron Judge is definitely, I mean, it's not exactly a hot take. Aaron Judge carries that offense without him. I don't know how great they are. You know, they're 26th in hits, 24th in average, 28th in on-base percentage. They're 5th in home runs, and granted, he's a big part of that. I think they're pretty decent offense. If Harrison Bader can stick there in the middle of the lineup, maybe work his way up to the top over time, potentially, there could be some fantasy relevance there. So he's somebody to be keeping an eye out over on your waiver wires. 
Now, this one really sucks. Uh, Alejandro Kirk. Man, I was wrong about Alejandro Kirk. I ranked him way too high before the season in retrospect here. He is on the 10-day IL. He's got a left-hand laceration. I'm at the point with Alejandro Kirk where I don't mind dropping him in shallow, shallow formats. Uh, there's a lot of catchers that you can stream this year. And I'm still, you know, when he's healthy, I think he'll be productive. But I also don't know that you need to eat zeros in a year where there's a lot of productive catchers that you can be streaming. You know, if you just look at all the different catchers. And I'll go to my 10-team waiver wire because I think that's, you know, good to look at when you're talking about, like, the shallowest of shallow leagues. If you're looking at guys who are available in just this particular 10-teamer, William Contreras is there, Elias Diaz, Cal Raleigh, Francisco Alvarez, Kybert Ruiz, Gabriel Moreno. I mean, there, there are options, right? Gary Sanchez as well. There are different options, and granted, some of them more attractive than others, but I think in the most shallow formats, I don't know that Alejandro Kirk is somebody that I'm holding on to for dear life. I think that you're pretty okay to let go of him, even though I think that he will get better as the course of the season. I don't know about the power. I don't know, like the batting average, I'm I'm thinking he'll end up batting somewhere close to what he did last year in the 270, 280 range over time. I'm just not really sure about the power. Like how many home runs are we really going to get out of him? We know we're getting no steals, but we're probably going to get best case scenario, maybe 12 home runs, maybe decent counting stats in that lineup, but I think that you're able to to use that spot for streaming and still have success there, considering the the lack of you know, general production we've seen from Alejandro Kirk so far this season. Three home runs, he's batting 253. It is very replaceable. So couple that with an IL stint when a lot of people are missing a lot of players already and don't have a lot of IL spots. I think Alejandro Kirk is somebody who is expendable at this point in your shallow formats. If you're in a 15-team league, I'm still holding. 12-team league, it's borderline. If it's 12-team one catcher, I'm pretty okay to let Alejandro Kirk go, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. <clears throat> Let's talk about some stuff that happened today, though. I want to start off with Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott, I've seen everybody talking about how the you know the regression monster, to shout out Mike Curland again. I think we did that yesterday as well. Uh, but to shout out Mike and to shout out all the people who were you know ready to bury Andrew Abbott because he wasn't striking out batters, he struck out 10 today. He struck out 10 members of the Colorado Rockies. I am very, very excited for what Andrew Abbott can be. Now, at first, admittedly, yeah, it was a little bit concerning. You know, he had pitched 17 innings, only had 12 strikeouts. He was successful in the minor leagues through his massive strikeout numbers, or in large part anyway. Andrew Abbott was somebody who had otherworldly kind of strikeout rates. Just talking about, like, you know, 13, 14 strikeouts per nine, 30 to 40 strikeout, like, 35 to 40, really, uh, strikeout percentage range across his time in the minors. Coming into today, 16% strikeout rate in the bigs. So everybody was kind of worried about that, the regression kicking in or whatever. He had allowed zero runs, zero ERA coming into today, and he had a 560 XFIP. I'll be interested to see what that adjusts to after the stats get updated tomorrow. But Andrew Abbott looks to be very legit. Six innings, three earned runs, 10 strikeouts, and no walks. Walks had also plagued him a little bit through these first few starts. He was walking 12.7% of batters, which is much higher than we'd seen from him at any point in the minors. So really good to see him have that control down. It's good to see him get the strikeouts back and do well in a tough ballpark, which is going to always kind of plague him at home because Cincinnati is definitely a hitter's park. But it's good to see him have a very good outing here from Andrew Abbott. So he's 67% rostered in Yahoo right now. He's definitely lower on those other formats, ESPN. I'll check ESPN real quick. But he's somebody that I think is is a must roster player considering the way that the Ray, or excuse me the way that the Reds are playing right now 
I think that there's going to be a lot more win opportunities than we might think. I think Andrew Abbott is somebody who is going to rack up a lot of Ks and look 42% rostered on ESPN. So he's still widely available. I think the production is going to be really, really nice what we see from him down the stretch. If he's able to keep those strikeouts, then we're looking at somebody who could be a huge, huge fantasy asset. Um, I'm very much intrigued by him. I don't think he should be on any waiver wires currently at 67% on Yahoo. You're still able to find him, and you should if you're able to. Uh, Taj Bradley is the other guy I want to talk about. Taj Bradley is somebody who has been a little bit interesting this year, um, but he has really brought the strikeouts. That's something that we've seen consistently, and today was no different. Six innings, three hits, one earned run, and he struck out eight batters. you got to love what you're seeing out of Taj Bradley at this point. Last time out wasn't the greatest outing against Oakland, but he did strike out 11 and four and a third. For the season now, we are looking at 49 innings, and we are looking at 71 strikeouts. That is an elite strikeout rate from Taj Bradley. He's only 59% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. If you're talking about the team context, you got the Rays, so you got the good potential for wins. Most of the time when you go out there, there's also the question of how the Rays are going to use him because, you know, the Rays are always been a little bit curious with how they use starting pitchers. Guys coming out of the game early, and, you know, all you have to do is look at Blake Snell from the World Series a couple years ago. Um, to see how they use... Was it the World Series? Yeah, it was the World Series. What am I talking about? It was the World Series uh, when Blake Snell was pulled early. And that's just one random example. But, you know, this is a team that is not afraid to do some weird shit with their pitchers. So I don't know about how many innings we're going to see from Taj Bradley at, you know, over the course of a whole season, but he's not somebody who should be available, even if you're going to say... I don't know if he's going to throw more than 120 innings, 100, whatever. There's still 60, 70, 80 potentially more innings you can get out of Taj Bradley. So I wouldn't be using that as a reason to not add him. He's somebody where if he's available, you've got to be taking a look. Those strikeouts and team context, that is a recipe for fantasy goodness. So definitely be taking a look at Taj Bradley. That ERA after today's start also came down to 386 and the whip down to 120. So there's a lot to like there to go along with the strikeout potential from him. Sandy Alcantara. Let's talk about Sandy. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. Someone asked me in our mailbag show how I feel about him generally. I didn't feel very warm and fuzzy, and today definitely did not help with that. He did throw seven innings, so it does end up keeping the ERA down more than it should have been, but he allowed five earned runs, struck out six, uh, walked two, and allowed ten hits as well. For the season, he's got a 508 ERA and a 125 whip. I don't think I'm dropping Sandy anywhere but I would understand it if you're in a very shallow league. We know we've talked about the downside of Sandy for forever in a day. Bad team contacts, no strikeouts. I just don't know that it, there's any signs that it's going to turn around necessarily. Uh, I'm, I'm not there yet, really, in all honesty. I'm not dropping him yet. But, man, like I, I wouldn't fault you if you really, really wanted to in a shallow league, in an 8- or a 10-team league. You just say, you know what, he's killing me. Strikeouts are not great. Two wins so far through half a season. There's not a lot of fancy juice there. If you're looking at like Yahoo player rankings, it's not the Raswell player rater, which is probably more accurate, but he's outside the top 700 players before today. After allowing five earned runs, you have to imagine that's going to only fall a little bit. So I'm not a big Sandy Alcantara guy. I wasn't coming into the season. My rankings, I was probably the lowest on him, one of the lowest people on him. I had him outside the top 10. Uh, he's just really not as good as we thought he was, unfortunately. Uh, I think that he's been exposed a little bit by the shift. I think that generally he was just lucky these last couple of years and volumed his way into great fantasy season, seasons, plural, uh, when in reality, uh, I think he's a better real-life pitcher than he is for fantasy. And even real life, it has been a tough sledding season here for Sandy Alcantara. So I'm not quite at the point of dropping him, but I also wouldn't be angry if anybody wanted to drop him at this point. I do want to highlight somebody that I think should be rostered in more leagues than he is. He's already fairly highly rostered, in all honesty, but Isak Paredes. 
74% rostered on Yahoo. He hit a home run again today. He's inside the top 100 players for the season. He has been excellent. 13 homers. He has 49 RBIs. He's batting 260 something, uh, 268 or something. I, I'm trying to do that mentally in my head. Uh, after his one for three today, he came in batting 265. But when you factor in everyday playing time in the middle of a really, really good lineup in Tampa, you talk about first, second, and third base eligibility on Yahoo. I mean, you are looking at somebody who is potentially a really, really valuable fantasy asset. We saw it last year. He had 20 home runs and 331 at-bats. That came along with a poor batting average. This year we're seeing good batting average out of Isak Parady. So I think that he is somebody where if you find him on a waiver wire, Worst case scenario, he is somebody that you should have, like, have on your bench. If you're, if you, even if you have such a robust team in a shallow league where you don't want to start him, he's somebody that you can put on your bench and plug in there when one of your other guys has a day off, potentially. First, second, and third eligibility is nothing to sneeze at. He's definitely somebody that you should be taking a look at. Now, it's not going to be a lot of leagues, maybe one in four, and probably skewing to more shallow leagues, but the reason I talked about him is because I think that he has 10-team viability. I'm, I'm talking about my 10-team home league when I was looking at the waiver wire earlier. He's on that 10-team home league of mine. Uh, the league I play with some friends I went to high school with, he is valuable in any format. Considering everything that he does, yes, he's not going to steal bases for you, but I think it's fairly easy to compensate for that this season. You can make the reverse argument that taking a zero stolen base-wise from anybody is just that much worse because you need that many more to compete. But you can also look at it as, you know, a lot of my guys are stealing. I can take no steals from Paredes considering the great power and the great counting stats that he's given you to go along with a solid average as well. So take a look on your waiver wires and your shallow leagues. See if Isak Paredes is somebody that you can find. And I think you might get lucky because uh, I don't think he's the sexiest fantasy player. He's one of those guys that just kind of floats under the radar a little bit. But if you look at the last month, he's got seven homers. You know, He's somebody that is a lot more interesting than I think the average person is going to give him credit for. So take a look and see if you can find him anywhere. One last thing I wanted to mention here is Aaron Hicks. Let's talk about Aaron Hicks. My God, the Yankees must be sick. Aaron Hicks has been awful for a long time wearing the Yankee uniform. He has not been somebody that has been very valuable at all. Real life, fantasy, whatever you want to talk about. He was pretty awful for the Yankees, uh, all things considered, just not that interesting. Since Aaron Hicks has gone to Baltimore. So let me just read out the stats here. So in 28 games with the Yankees, he had one home run, five RBIs, no stolen bases, and he batted 188. In his 17 games with Baltimore, three homers, 10 RBIs, two steals. He's batting 340. He has walked as many times as he has struck out as well, 10 and 10. He has, I hope he has over 1,000 in his time with the Orioles in 17 games. Now, I've got a couple questions over the last week or two. Is Aaron Hicks worth adding? I would still have to say probably not, and the masses tend to agree. He's only 3% rostered on Yahoo. I don't think that he's somebody that has a lot of staying power necessarily. I don't know that he's going to get everyday playing time for the rest of the season in this lineup. If you're in a deep enough league, then yeah, if you're in a 15-team league, then he's somebody that you can absolutely use. I think the shallower the league skews, though, the less valuable you're going to find a guy like Aaron Hicks. We talked about earlier with Harrison Bader in terms of outfielders. You know, If you're in a 10-team league or even a 12-team league, you're looking at between 30 and 40 outfielders that are going to be rostered. Is he a top 30 or 40 outfielder? Absolutely not. You know, So he's on a very hot streak. If you have him right now, if you are one of those 3% of people, Maybe package him up in a deal. I don't know if anybody is going to be you know, foolish enough to take one-for-one one Aaron Hicks for literally anybody at this point. But if you package him up with somebody else, it's kind of a little bit of a sweetener, and you, you, know, you frame it as he's got a different ballpark, and he's got a different mentality, and he's out of New York, and less media spotlight, and he's better now. You might be able to use him as like a two-for-one trade ship and somebody that you can actually really, really benefit from from your fantasy team. So I, I like Aaron Hicks. I think that he is somebody that... 
I don't know. He's he's a better he's a good story, but I I also you know in reality if you're selling people that line when you're trading, I I don't know if I necessarily believe it. You know, you try and say this, that, and the other, not to bullshit these people necessarily, but you know there is a chance it's legitimate. There is a chance that you know he's out of New York now he can just be free and be himself or whatever the hell it is. Over the last month since he has been in Baltimore, you're talking about like a borderline top 100 player here. So there is that hope that potentially for those people who might be trying to acquire him. Again, small percentage of people, but you might have that hope that eh, Aaron Hicks is a different guy here, and I've just found my third or fourth outfielder for the rest of the season. Homers, steals, whatever the hell you think you're going to get out of him. I don't fully buy it. I don't think you're going to have that much luck trading, especially one for one, but use him as part of a package deal, I'd say. You know, those one for twos, those two for threes, those even three for fours. You guys send some crazy offers my way, man. Sometimes it's six for seven, and it's, you know, crazy draft picks and salary cap and everything else involved in it. You never know. Aaron Hicks might be enough to sweeten a particular deal where you wouldn't have got the deal done before without him, just based on how good he has been recently. So definitely something to just consider there. But that's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. I really appreciate all of you hanging out, tuning into the show. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It is the best way to see it every single day, as opposed to hunting for links on Twitter or on the internet. Just hit that plus button. It's usually a plus button on your podcasting app, and you get them right into your feed every single day. If I could trouble you for just one more second, and if you're already listening, if you're somebody who listens regularly, you could really help us out by hitting that five-star button, whether it's Google or Spotify, whatever it is you listen on. Uh, leaving those positive reviews really does go a long way to help myself and the show grow, and sports ethos in general as well. But guys, we'll see you again tomorrow. Until then, you can reach out with any questions over on Twitter, at JoeOrico99, at EthosFantasyBB. And also, go ahead, like I said, and check out sportsethos.com and go get yourself an NFL draft guide. Those are brand new, hot off the press. Definitely something you guys should be taking a look at. I'm going to be exploring them quite deeply before I get into my drafts because we have had a ton of new contributors come on, contributors new and old, who put together this great work on the NFL side. So definitely be checking that out. But guys, until tomorrow, I hope you have a great night. Take care and cheers. Cheers.